0: Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? and i'm hannah and if you want to hear more from the Boovy girls we are on patreon all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Boovy girls and before i tell everyone what we're doing this week um we have new digs
1: We have a new setup now. Yes. So we are now at my apartment. Um, The problem with my apartment is that we are a little closer to the road. Um, So you might hear some like sirens or car noises. Yeah. So instead
0: of dog barks, you're going to hear sirens. Or
1: boyfriend Ray yelling about his video games in the next room. Oh, yeah.
0: Actually, that's fun. So maybe like he'll make a cameo here and there. You never know. Because we talk about him enough. We do. You might as well just hop in every once in a while. The
1: ambiance here
0: is just... (laughs) I'm looking at a beautiful um, Cracker Barrel snowman, yeah. so like putting us in the Christmas spirit. Exactly. It's going to um, be great. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs>
1: this week we are covering Girl with a Pearl Earring. I learned the title of this movie 30 seconds ago. <laughs> I thought it was a girl with the, the with pearl, pearl earring. earring. Yeah, I have too, um, but no, yeah, it's a pearl earring. Fascinating. <laughs> what do you call on this one? Um... Well, I wanted to say something mean because this movie was so boring. Um, Spoiler, but, but I also it just made me think, which you'll appreciate because you love the Titanic. It was paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs>
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, speaking of Titanic, um, I follow a girl on Instagram, and she does these like daily polls mm-hmm. where she puts like two things that are like kind of similar, but like would create like hot button debates. Yeah. So she put. Jack and Rose up against Noah and Allie Ooh. from The Notebook. And I'm like, how do you, how? I mean, like, right answer is always Jack and Rose. But, like, yeah. don't make me
1: choose. No kidding.
0: <laughs> anyway, I keep Did you, choose,
1: you did choose, though, right?
0: I chose Jack and Rose okay, because, okay. you know, I am um, I am indebted to that story forever yes, of and course. always. Um, <laughs> anyway, so a girl with a pearl. E- e- <laughs> The Girl with the Pearl Earring, uh, originally published uh, January 1st, 1999, and it's written by Tracy Chevalier. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a 3.9 out of 5 on Goodreads, and it's 233 pages.
1: And the movie came out in two thousand three. It's a PG thirteen biography drama romance, and it's an hour and forty one minutes long. And okay. you feel every minute of it. <laughs> um, I didn't, because it is a biography, but it's like a fake biography, right? right? Yeah. So how? I'll
0: you, go into that a little bit. In so how
1: facts. do you like categorize it as that? I think just be-
0: it's literally for the sole purpose that the author took inspiration from the painting.
1: They I real guess painting. so. <laughs> it's directed by Peter Weber. And this was actually his very first movie direction. Hmm. And I think he's only directed like maybe one or two other movies. So, Interesting. A noob. A noob.
0: Is In 2003. Like, <laughs> well, I was going to say, was he young at that point? Or? Uh, probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, So the IMDb synopsis reads, a young peasant maid working in the house of painter, I'm going to say this so wrong every time, Johannes Vermeer, uh, becomes his talented assistant and the model for one of his most famous works.
1: That's not even the worst, hardest name. No, Grit was hard. (laughs) Grit and the other guy, the... Really oh, von, von Riven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so some interesting facts. Uh, like we were saying a little bit earlier, the novel was inspired by um, a painter by the name, by the same name, um, and his uh, mm-hmm. piece, girl with a pearl earring um the author had bought the poster as at 19 and basically took it with her for 16 years everywhere she moved mm-hmm. um she kind of noted that the ambiguous look on the girl's face left a lasting impression on her mm-hmm. which kind of created yeah. this fictional storyline based off of the uh, the artist how the old
1: was she when she bought this
0: uh, the painting the painting 19
1: So that's funny. I wonder if she bought. I don't know if at at ASU, when you were at ASU, Mm -hmm. if they had poster sales. Oh, I'm sure. Because at the University of Kansas where I went, every year at the beginning of the year, there was like poster sales where you could you know for your dorm or Uh your apartment and they would have like replicas of famous paintings so that would be funny if that was oh I'm sure I'm sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so she did a lot of research obviously for um, to write this fictional Mm -hmm. storyline but she read history from the period she studied paintings of Vermeer and his peers Mm -hmm. Um, she actually spent a few days in Delft where this is uh, uh, set Um, she was actually pregnant during the time uh, she was researching and writing Mm -hmm. So she um, finished the book in eight months because she said she had a biological deadline. So basically she told herself, like, I need to finish this before I have this baby, which understandable, because once you become a a mother, things get hectic. (laughs) Not that either of us would know, but (laughs) um, you're kind of a half mother. a half stepmom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The book was nominated for several fiction prizes, and it won the Barnes and Noble Discover Award in 2000. It was translated into many languages. And I only bring this up because for once, Persian was one of the I was gonna them. say you knew
1: what my question was gonna be
0: <laughs> yes Persian and or Farsi depending on how you um, say it which I it t- makes total sense because yeah. the storyline is very much like this girl who mm-hmm. like wears a headdress and mm-hmm. she's very um you know uh, conservative and things like right. that so it was like perfect yeah. for you know persian readers um in addition to the adapt- adaptation that we're talking about today it was also adapted into a 2008 play and then in may of last year bbc radio 4 broadcasted a dramatization of the novel okay those are all
1: my facts so the movie has a 73 percent on rotten tomatoes which was a little high for me <laughs> and, and granted I'm a little sleepy at night these days, mm. um, so it just wasn't very fast moving for me. That's fair. Um, the movie uh, it was a twelve million dollar budget and it grossed thirty three million worldwide, so pretty good. Um, the in the movie, um, Vermeer is working on a painting called the Concert. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's at the beginning of the of the movie um and that painting was actually stolen in 1990 and is still missing oh, wow. to this day
0: um and i wonder if ocean's 11 stole it.
1: maybe it is valued at over 200 million dollars and is wow. still one of the most famous stolen paintings in the world wow 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 that's, that's crazy. crazy yeah that was the one thing that i wish this movie i mean granted it was more about her but like the art yeah, yeah. and like how much she actually got for the painting mm-hmm. like I would be fascinated to Which is
0: ironic considering, I mean, I don't feel like we really got it in the book either. There's Mm -hmm. definitely more talk about um, art in the book, but considering how much research she supposedly did, you would think that there would have been more of that in there, right?
1: I don't know. So in the movie, there's a lot of different animals that you see. Um, Scarlett Johansson, who plays Greet. uh, Ended up falling in love with one of the cats um, named Merkin. Mm-hmm. And um, production ended up going to great lengths to allow her to adopt the cat and arranged it to get it from Luxembourg to New York City after Aww, they were done filming. That's cute. Which is kind of cute. I wonder cute. if she still has the cat. Probably not. I mean, it's 2003. so I don't know. They have like nine lives, don't they? Unless it was a kitten. That, that cat is no <laughs> longer with us. Uh, there's actually a subplot to this movie that completely got dropped. Um, there was another plot line about David Morrissey, who's a friend of Vermeer's that was totally dropped out of the film, um, uh, when, during editing and it didn't even make the DVD release. Interesting. Which I thought, because usually that's not even in
0: the book, right? Yeah. So so I
1: don't know where it came from. That's probably why they dropped it. Yeah. You know, so, um, so before we get into the cast of the movie, there. um, was a little bit of flip flopping with actors, pretty much right up until they started Ooh, um, doing this. So the film was originally slated to star Kate Hudson as Greet, as Greet, and Ralph fin- Phineas, Phineas? Uh-huh. um aka Voldemort. Oh, oh, Rafe Fiennes, yeah, Fiennes. <laughs> Rafe Fiennes. You know what I mean? Um, and was supposed to be directed by Mike Newell, who did um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Wow. So. Kate Hudson halted production. Because during pre-production, allegedly she refused to wear the Whipple, which is the headdress. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she decided she didn't want to do this. And as a result, the funding was pulled for this movie because they were in back and forth because she didn't want to wear it.
0: That's literally the essence of this book and movie. Correct.
1: So by the time the new funding was secured, Newell had moved on to another project, which is why he ended up not directing it. And... um, that's where they ended up finding Peter Weber to come and do this new movie. And he had to hold auditions for a new role lead. Wow! Um, He actually ended up settling on Kirsten Dunst. Oh God. Who no, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. Um, She's right up there with Shailene Woodley for me. (laughs) Um, But she ended up dropping the project to go be on Spider-Man in 2002. That's Um, more her speed anyway. Right. Um, And by this point and all this drama, um, Rafe ended up... He was like, you guys have waited too long and he scheduled something else. Mm -hmm. So... Wow. Crazy. That is crazy. So that leads us straight into who we ended up with here. (laughs) Uh, So we'll start with Vermeer, played by Colin Firth, which is really... I have to we have to tell the story about how you had got the book uh-huh. and we're looking at the cover. Cause neither of us had seen this movie and right. we're like, is that
0: Orlando Bloom?
1: And I'm like, Nope, not Orlando Bloom. It's
0: the poor man's Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Because I, I kid you not like that cover, he looks identical. And I yeah. get that. I realize that it's a port, you know, um, a side view of yeah. him, but he looks just like him. Thankfully, once you see the movie, like, you can right. tell is Colin, but like, yes, poor man's Orlando Bloom. Yes, yeah, so why but, wouldn't you just get Orlando Bloom at that point?
1: <laughs> he, well, he was probably like 15 at the time. Oh, true. <laughs> um, and we know Colin from Bridget Jones's diary, which we will do eventually because I love those. I those have never books. seen those. I think you would really enjoy them, maybe. It's, the pro-
0: okay, see. I have an issue with Renee Zellweger. She mm. is like my Shailene, oh, one of. my You're Shailene really Ridley's. not gonna like her in, yeah.
1: in those ones, but right. it, <laughs> the storylines are really. Funny. I think mm. you like the books. So I've actually okay. read all of the books. So, um, he's also in the Kingsman, and he has an Oscar for his role in the King's Speech. Uh, in this movie, he wears a wig, mm-hmm. and I guess on set everyone called him Fabio because of the <laughs> wig that he wears. Um,
0: he wishes. I did not like him in this role.
1: I am not a huge. I'm not a huge Colin Firth fan because I feel like he, like everyone is like swoons over him. I
0: don't, but I also don't, I I think he's perfect for period pieces. I think just this piece in particular and the look doesn't suit him, right? Like I'm so used to seeing him with short hair and just Mm -hmm. kind of much more proper and yeah. like formal whereas he looked very rugged and i get it like that's what mm-hmm. they're going for but it just did not work for me and the whole time i'm thinking i wish it was orlando yeah War. we
1: set ourselves up for failure <laughs> yeah. on that one uh next the character of greet who is the girl with the pearl earring is played by scarlett johansson um she was only 19 when she when she, oh, had wow. this role. Okay. So she looks very young yes. in this movie um we know her now famously for black widow and she has oscar nominations for her role in marriage story and joe joe rabbit um i love scarlett johansson and i know some people are off and on with her but i just feel like she is so authentic in her Mm -hmm. roles and this is one of her earlier pieces and it's not like a standout acting role i would say like there isn't like huge dramatic scenes Uh, But I've always really liked her. I like her a lot, too. And on the
0: complete opposite end of Colin Firth, I thought she was perfect for this
1: role. And she looked a lot like her, too.
0: Perfect. Yeah, she looks a lot like her. And I think um, it worked to her advantage that this was probably one of her first acting gigs Mm -hmm. because you could sense that, like, vulnerability and that, like, um, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, like for lack of a better word, youngness of yes. her, right? Yeah. Uh, which I think um, worked perfectly. Innocence is what yes. I was trying there to say. There you go. <laughs> the innocence factor um, really, you know, came mm-hmm. through. So I, I thought she did that. I great. thought she did too.
1: Next is Van Ver- Ravenclaw. <laughs> Van Ravenclaw. That's how I'm pronouncing this. Great. Um, He is kind of the protagonist in this film. He's antagonist. Antagonist. Sorry. Um, where he's the one that commissions the painting. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: he's just an all-around jerk. He's and just a jerk. treats women disgustingly, basically. Right.
1: Um, played by Tom Wilkinson, who has Oscar nominations for his work in Michael Clayton and In the Bedroom. Uh, I thought he brought everything that I needed in a gross man in this in
0: this <laughs> role. <laughs> I, I would have to agree with that. Yeah. yeah There's so. one particular scene and it doesn't happen as like grotesquely as it does in the movie in the book, but I'm just like, like, you want that character to just, you mm-hmm. want to like scoff at that character, yeah. right? And just be
1: like, ugh, and he, I-
0: he accomplished yes. that, so I'll give um, that to him.
1: I will say I had I struggled with this movie a little bit because I didn't, for some reason, I didn't have the subtitles on. Oh, that's and I so like you. Well, I think it was because Ray was gone and I didn't know how to turn them on. Okay, we need to figure that out. I'm going to help you out yeah, after this. <laughs> I'm not tech savvy. Let's just say that. Um, but yes, I I'd, I'd struggled with what he was saying mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. But other than that, I thought he was good for yeah. this role. Um, lastly, I wanted to talk about Peter. Um, Peter is the love interest Mm -hmm. basically of greet in this story. Um, for a while, I just called him the cute, um, butcher boy, (laughs) meat, meat boy, um, played by, all right. Is it Cillian or Killian? It's Killian. Killian Murphy. I always said Cillian until a few years back when I learned that it's Killian. (laughs) Uh, we know him from Peaky Blinders, Inception, Dunkirk, and he was also in the Dark Knight. Um, he has the most gorgeous eyes you'll ever see. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He was
0: in a movie. I think it's called Red Eye mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. He is so creepy in that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the, the movie that I always know him from. But, um, but I thought he was so cute in this role. He is role. so cute.
1: I hated his wardrobe. Well. It was god-awful. Yeah, and he the, the, the like wig Pete, didn't really do he, him. He looked like Peter Pan. <laughs> like, I was like, what is happening? That's too
0: funny. No, I thought he was perfect for it. Um, in the book, I, I don't know... I, I don't know how to, like, verbalize this, but I felt like they were kind of a little different in the way that they approached Greet mm-hmm. and, like, that situation. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I liked him a lot. I just... It's funny because in the book you get... He has a dad, and they're mm-hmm. both named Peter. Yeah. It's like Peter the father, Peter the son. <laughs> and I'm like, is this some sort of like biblical, like Christian yeah. thing or Catholic thing? I didn't know. I didn't. Well, and catch it's spelled on, but... weird.
1: It's like Peter. Yeah,
0: which <laughs> I've actually seen a lot more recently than mm. I've had in the past. The fancy so. name yeah. way
1: to spell Peter. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are the main characters. I mean, there's the wife who. Kind of comes and goes. And like the mother-in-law who comes and goes, but these are the four that kind of really stuck out. Yeah,
0: that's fair. All right. Time for who said it. Your first quote is, you're not the only one to forget your manners in front of one of his paintings, girl. That is the mother-in-law. Yes. Yes. Maria Tins. Yes. (laughs) Second, a painting in a church is like a candle in a dark room. We use it to see better. Mm. Vermeer? Yes. Yes. It throws me off that you call him Vermeer because I was calling him Johannes the oh, whole time. all of my notes say are Vermeer.
1: Vermeer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's easier to say, so. <laughs> uh, next one. You're getting caught where you should not be. Greet.
1: Mm. Um, the other maid.
0: Mm, no, Peter. Dang. Yeah. Last but not least. I seem to be waiting for something I did not think would ever happen. Mm. Greet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say
1: there are some good lines in this movie that I enjoyed.
0: Yeah, Every no, now definitely and then. for sure. So, um, all right, your options for F. Mary Kale I couldn't do greet because she's technically 16 in sweet. this. Um, so your options are Vermeer, Van Riefen, <laughs> and uh, the mother in law, Maria Tibbs. Oh,
1: gosh, those are awful. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna um, have to kill von Ravenclaw. Okay, um. marry the mother-in-law because i feel like she's good with her finances and she's like just as looking out for the family i agree like she she will sacrifice what she needs to in mm-hmm. order to make sure her family's okay yeah um, and i feel like deep down even though she was like very snarky she like meant mm-hmm. well and was like helpful yeah yeah um and i'll mix some paint colors with vermeer because he knows what he's doing right yeah 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 um i'm gonna agree with you there yeah there's not i mean you can't do anything with van ravenclaw <laughs> god forbid <laughs> yeah so the movie opens up with Greet, and she's chopping food very mm-hmm. beautifully, mm-hmm, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that she goes up to talk to her dad, who's blind, and then he like gives her this like beautifully painted tile that you know that he I guess did a while ago. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a quick beginning of like, let's just rush to like, get her to yeah. where she needs to be. Because then we see her like packing up food and clothes and she's off. Yeah, And she takes on this new maid position. Um, but like we didn't get much of her family in the movie really at all at all because in (laughs) in the in the book she she has like a relationship with her brother and
0: she has yeah well and we'll get into it but yeah we get a lot more like interactions with her and her family Mm -hmm. throughout the book because um what we i think they briefly mentioned in the movie is like she's allowed to go visit her family every sunday um so she that's basically the time she sees them which
1: is very jarring because there's a part in the movie where she's just randomly back with her family at church and i'm like
0: yeah, they okay. didn't do a good job of like explaining that in the movie. Yeah. But we do get it in the book. And even in the beginning, um, we totally missed that um Vermeer actually meets her at her home first yeah and like questions her about her chopping of the vegetables and things <laughs> like that and I think that was just kind of like their initial meeting to mm-hmm. make sure that she was right for the position um, yeah. which we don't get in the yeah well, you
1: get no introduction of like how she got connected with yeah. this family or any of that um so because we then we get uh some text over the screen that just says Holland 1665 and we see Greet getting to the new house that she's going to be a maid for. And then these rude, snotty little girls, <laughs> which is just awful. Yeah. And um, then we see that there's another maid there who's probably been there for a while. And she's showing her around um, and telling her, you know, what she's going to have to do and this and that. And then she like shows her this room at the end of the hall. And she's like, you need to clean in there. But not right now because he's painting. And Mm. it's like this weird, like... The acting was all just kind of weird to me. (laughs) Like, I think everyone was trying to be, like, so, like, mysterious. And it just didn't work for me.
0: I agree. Well, and again, another thing we kind of miss is um, Tanika, the Mm -hmm. the other maid, is uh, Maria Tins's maid. Yeah. Whereas now Greet is going to be... uh, you know, Vermeer and his wife's
1: maid. So yeah, even though they all live
0: in the same house, like they have separate duties, separate people that they're kind of
1: like, you know, which is not explained at all. In not me whatsoever. <laughs> so then this is where we meet uh, the mistress of the house, which. Katerina. Katerina. Um, it's so funny that they call them the mistress because now mistress is such a negative connotation, yeah. you know? So, yeah. uh, but she's super rude and she's basically just saying like, this is a trial run. And we can get rid of you any, any day. I'd be like, welcome. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you for having me, ma'am. Like, I don't know. I guess probably back in the day, like, hierarchies were were very much a thing. 100%. Not that they aren't now, but, like, even more so. Yeah. I would not have done well in that time frame. No. Well, and
0: I just keep thinking, like, like, I mean, England is still like that. Like, the royal family. I think about that all the time. And, like... Yeah, there's some crazy, crazy situations happen in there.
1: So she then tells her that she needs to go clean her husband's room, which ends up being like his painting studio, um, but to make sure that she leaves everything exactly the same. So clean everything, but don't touch anything Mm -hmm. type deal. Uh, And while she's in there cleaning, another woman comes in, and is basically just looking at her, looking at his paintings. And it ends up being um, the mother-in-law, which I'm terrible with all of these names. Maria Tins. Maria Tins. Or this is the easiest one. I know, but I'm just, you know. Uh, and this is where I think she... I, I believe this is where she says that line yes. of, like, you're not the first person to lose her manners while looking at his yeah. paintings or whatever. Basically
0: insinuating, like, girl, you're not the first, you won't be the
1: last. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so now we're at the meat market. And greet is there to buy some meat for the family and this is where we meet cute butcher boy Mm -hmm. um peter for the first time and i did like this this is where i felt like we actually got some sort of of greet's personality because they hand her some Mm -hmm. meat and she smells it and she's like yeah no this isn't good like you're gonna have to do better than (laughs) this you know i loved it because like the look on
0: peter's dad's face is like man she like i can't I can't fool her. She knows what she's talking about.
1: Uh, So while they're walking home, we then see like another family going bankrupt is basically how they describe it. And all of their things are getting taken away. Even their cute little Rottweilers, which is so sad. Uh, And this is where, you know, Greek kind of gets warned that the mistress is very, very concerned about money issues Mm -hmm. and that everything that she does basically concerns if they are going to go poor. Because she would never want that to happen. Right. Um, And she even finds out like a year ago, they were having so many money issues that she had to sell some of her jewels. And it was just like the worst time ever. The right? horror. The horror. <laughs> but then this is kind of where you get the first notion of like his painting. If he doesn't do well with these paintings mm-hmm. and that's how important it is to the family that they might lose their staff. Yeah. He's their only source of income. So... Greed is now sleeping and it's funny because in the movie, She gets woken up by very much seems like a man moaning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) Come to find out, it's actually the mistress of the house having another child. Which in the movie, you can't even tell that she's pregnant until like the baby pops out.
0: Uh, There was one scene when she's showing her the studio where you get like a wider view of her. And you can kind of tell. I mean, if you knew that she was pregnant because she's kind of on the bigger end. But yeah, if you didn't know, you wouldn't have known.
1: (laughs) So now this is adding even more stress onto the family with the money and whatnot.
0: This to your point earlier where you're like, everything was kind of fast tracked. This yeah. happens a little bit later in the yeah. book. Like they were kind of just like, let's might as well make, you know, make her have her baby like right out the gate, which yeah. I didn't really it understand. Was very,
1: but. very quick. It was like her second day at yeah. work. <laughs> She's like crap. <laughs> yeah. So after the baby's born, Green is asked to go and take a letter to um, a man to invite him to the celebration of a birth and a reveal of a new painting and this is where um we get introduced to Van Ryken. Raven. Ri Rifen. Van Ryfen. Yes. He is the really mean guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't you I did love seeing how like they get everywhere through the canals. Yeah. And that's their mo that's their Uber. Yeah. So. I mean it looked
0: like a very beautiful city. Yeah.
1: Um so, but we find, I mean, we can sense, like, right away, like, he makes her very uncomfortable. Makes everyone very uncomfortable. Yeah. And kind of, like, insinuate, he, like, makes some comment, basically, about how whoever, at least this is how I took it, like, whoever Vermeer is painting, he kind of ends up sleeping with. Yeah. And, like, making some gross comment and, like, just makes her uncomfortable. So, it, like, so now she has this connotation of this guy and then this guy perceived notion about Vermeer. And I'd be like, get me out of this house. Yeah. Like, get me out now.
0: But poor thing, like, she doesn't really have a say. And, like, again, another thing that's not really mentioned in the movie is, like, she's doing this because their family is struggling for money, Mm -hmm. too. So every time she's getting paid, she's sending this money back to her family so that they can survive. Uh, Another aspect of, like, the butcher situation, like, in the movie, it's almost insinuated that she's never met these this Mm -hmm. butcher family. But like in the book, he knows her family. He's tried to give them like, you know, free meat so that they can survive. All of that's taken out.
1: Which I feel (laughs) like changes the story. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit of Katniss and PETA. You know what I mean? A little bit. Like he tries to help her, you know, when her family is, you know. I'll take Peter over PETA any day. (laughs) So now we see this like huge feast um, for the birth of this baby. Which is like I'm like if you guys are having money trouble like maybe cool <laughs> it on the baby fees because we do see which I liked is that the 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 mother in law like has these. Like I don't know, it's like a little treasure chest mm-hmm. with little coins, oh, like yeah. a bank account. Mm-hmm. And we see her take out, take it out every time they need to pay for something yeah. and very reluctantly.
0: I do think it was very much like they needed to keep up appearances. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they're struggling, they still need to make it look like they're rich.
1: Yeah. Well, and then Peter shows up to give her um, some meat and he flirts with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's so hard on my Like I couldn't tell, like, is she into this guy? Is she not into this guy? Like I don't know, but it changes because yeah. he seems like a complete stranger in the movie to her. Right. So I don't know. So they're also at this. So now they're at this festival of baby making, <laughs> and they unveil the new painting that Vermeer did for um for this guy. And now he kind of like uh he asks he's like okay well do you have a new subject in you know in line for your new painting? Here's the one thing that it it was really hard to understand in the movie like who this guy actually was and why he was so important Mm -hmm. and you finally catch on eventually like all right this is the guy who's been buying all of Ramirez's paintings up until now like if he doesn't
0: commission something they're not gonna get paid (laughs) and I
1: thought the movie did an absolute atrocious job Mm -hmm. of explaining that
0: 100% because I'm like okay well if he doesn't commission something just go find somebody else that will or you know sell your painting to somebody else but like that's not talked about
1: So, Vermeer had said he he hasn't fully decided what he's going to, you know, paint next. But then, of course, you know, it pans to Greet and, you know, (laughs) foreshadowing. Uh, The next thing we get, though, is the mistress, or Greet asks the mistress, like, should I clean the windows in the studio? And she's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, it might change the light in the studio, which has such a bigger meaning, you know, because she feels like he's struggling painting Mm -hmm. and this might help. You know, broaden his horizons, I guess.
0: Well, and up until this point, we're assuming that, like, no one, none of the maids previously probably had any, like, interest or mm-hmm. really knew anything. And yeah. it seems like she's A, showing interest, and B, like, trying to be helpful, really. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is probably a surprise to all of them.
1: So. As she's like cleaning the windows, Vermeer ends up walking in, and he tells her, "You know, keep doing what you're doing by the window because the lighting's really nice." And then he's just like, <laughs> "It was just like uncomfortable." The yeah. whole thing is just like, like that. That's a perfect word for this. That's what this should have been named is uncomfortable.
0: Well, I, I do think it works though because you have mm. that like weird dynamic of like the older man and this like 16 year old maid. Yeah, you're supposed to almost feel uncomfortable yeah. right because like yeah the, in the times it was probably mm-hmm. common but like now watching this movie you're like this is really uncomfortable and like yeah kind of gross <laughs> yeah
1: and after a while it, you know he looks at her for a while and then i was like okay you can go and then she just walks away <laughs> yeah. so this is where the scene where she gets to be with her family she's at church service with her family and peter shows up and she like introduces them to her fam introduces him to her family. And I love this moment. Cause the mom is like, all right, well you guys like go ahead and like, we'll hang back. <laughs> and I was like, yes, mom. That was like such a good wing woman tactic. Exactly. Right there. Um, so those two have some alone time, I guess. But again, one
0: other thing, like the dynamic between like the family and, and her one main thing that like, we don't really get in the, um, movie is sort a, a, like, Probably a little after she gets there, uh, she finds out that her family is in basically in quarantine because mm-hmm. of the plague. Yeah, and her sister actually ends up dying.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: that's not talked about. It's not even like brought up. To your point, she does have a relationship with her older mm-hmm. brother that's not talked about. Not only that, but like Peter starts coming around the family. They start having dinners with Peter, and it becomes a little bit more like of a thing. That's all like completely. I don't taken understand out of why name. we didn't. I have no idea. <laughs> ridiculous i yeah.
1: don't i don't understand
0: i think we're already t- you know foreshadowing how we're going to braid um, yeah. this at the end I think but so too. i think it's important to mention yeah. all these things
1: so Vermeer has now started a new painting and they mention like it usually takes him a lot longer to get started um but we come to find out that he's painting a woman that looks strangely like greet in the position <laughs> that she was at at right. the window um I love this next scene though. Cause I thought it was really cool. Um, we see this like big giant wooden box thing getting put into the studio. Come to find out it's probably what the first camera. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this giant thing and getting for him to like describe what's happening to it and like see a reaction of someone figuring out what this mm-hmm. is was so kind of like, yeah, I bet that's exactly how it was. Like yeah. it was so mind blowing. To people that a camera could be a thing. Well, it's
0: so crazy. And I don't think they say it in these exact words in the movie, but he's like explaining it to her and he's like, da 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 da, da and then it becomes an image. And she goes, Sir, what is an image? Yeah. And you're just like, wow.
1: Like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was I did really like that scene. Uh and the next and the next thing we get is the girls, you know, the you know, the children are all playing outside and Greek is out there like polishing a silver platter or something. Mm-hmm. And because she had, he had talked about the light reflecting and causing these things, these images to happen. She's seeing that there is light reflecting off of this silver bowl and it's going onto the wall and the girls find it really entertaining. And then they like chase it like a cat mm-hmm. with a, you know, one of those laser pen <laughs> yeah. things. Um, But the girls start being really loud, and then Vermeer opens up the window and yells at them. So the girls get in trouble. And the one girl, what's her name? Cornelia. Cornelia um, is very spiteful. Yeah. And because they got in trouble, she went over and put mud all over the clean sheets that Greet was washing. And Greet just slaps her across the face.
0: Yeah. I was like, good for you. Uh, Another change here. I think this happens, like, day two when she's you know Mm -hmm. that she's there in the book which i'm like right out the gate you're kind of just showing her who's boss yeah but also like they're not that far in age right Mm because i think um cornelia is probably like ten, nine, and um she's 16 so it's like interesting to see the you almost like can tell like These girls become women a lot quicker, right? Even Mm -hmm. though she's, like, innocent and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, hasn't been with anyone or whatever. Like, she still has to assume a, like, motherly or, like, you know, um, older person role in these situations. But Cornelia is a jerk. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, and then it gets worse because uh, we then see... Greek going into her where she sleeps and her clothes are everywhere and the tile that her dad gave her that he had painted someone broke it mm-hmm. and I was like you little twit
0: <laughs> another thing that tile in the book is a p- uh, painting that her dad did mm-hmm. of her and her brother mm-hmm. so it means even more yeah. in the book that it was broken the brother that, that doesn't
1: exist Correct. in the movie <laughs> uh, so Vermeer has now asked her to start staying while he paints and you know, ask her to, like, get some more paint. And you could see that there's, like, this little twinkle in her eye. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's asking me to almost, like, help him with right. his paintings. Uh, we now see Greet and Peter, and they're going for a walk. So, like, I guess this is their relationship progression, yeah. is them going for these walks I guess. randomly. But that's all. I mean, we don't get in-depth or anything in these conversations, <laughs> yeah. you know. So... Um, Vermeer is now getting even more in depth with the painting with Greed and showing her, you know, how paint is made and how the colors come to be. And it's actually kind of a cool scene mm-hmm. where he tells her all about how he gets these colors from all these different materials. And it's one of those things like, you don't even think about now. Like, how do you, how does this blue become blue? Mm-hmm. You know, but back in that day, yeah. they had to figure it out.
0: I really liked it. Cause like the, uh, example he gives is like, what, are, what color is the clouds, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, well, they're white. Like, yeah. anybody would say that they're white, but he's like, no, like, look closer. And then mm-hmm. she realizes, oh, there's, like, blues and grays mm-hmm. and whites and all this other stuff. So I thought that was cool, too. Yeah,
1: and they, of course, they then have a moment where they're mixing paint colors and their hands touch. And she panics. And she panics and, like, leaves. Uh, we now see that as getting, like, super cold outside and everything's starting to freeze.
0: Even, like, the canals. That was so funny. She, like, goes to touch one of the, like, laundry
1: things, like, hanging. Like, yeah. It's, like, frozen solid. But I was like, was this a freak blizzard? Did no one know that the blizzard was coming? <laughs> that, why would you be hanging clothes right. out to dry right. in a blizzard? Anyways. And... Uh, the mistress asked, asked greet to go to the market to, to get some things. And Vermeer also asked her at that time to get more things for colors for his painting, but don't tell his wife. So I feel like that scene was more of like him really now starting to like build that one-on-one relationship with her mm-hmm. outside of his wife knowing anything. Right. And I was like, well, that's a bad, bad news. of for disaster. disaster. Yeah. Um, and you know, then he asked her, he's like, I need you to like, make these colors for me. And she's like, I don't have time. Like I have things to do, sir. Yeah. Like my job. And he's like, we'll make time. I'm like, what
0: are you doing with yeah. your
1: free time, sir? You make, you clearly colors. aren't
0: painting very much. No. So
1: you, you do it. <laughs> so there's now an issue with the other maid because she's not sleeping well because the baby's crying mm-hmm. and she can't get any sleep and this, that, and the other. So, um, um, So they basically decide that... Which I didn't understand why we even needed this in here because then like the old maid is now switching rooms with greet and now greet is going to sleep in the attic up by the studio again it's very
0: like brushed over in the movie but in the book it's basically explained because he has now asked greet to like mix these colors mm-hmm. and she has to basically find time outside of her regular hours to do this he thought well let me suggest this that way she's in the attic already she can do this like late at night or early mm-hmm. in the morning before she has to do her regular duties and this will be a good way to like make an excuse for it so no one finds out what she's actually doing. Mm -hmm. So it was like a
1: kill two birds with
0: one stone type of
1: thing. But it's so poorly described in the movie. Oh, yeah,
0: 100%. It's like, oh, Tanika doesn't want to sit sleep uh, by the baby? Great, we'll put her in the cellar. Yeah,
1: so who knows? (laughs) Uh, We now find that the mistress is pregnant once again. And they're like, well, that was fast. Yeah. (laughs) And you can see that Greet is kind of almost jealous. Like, she kind of has this little you know, moment of, oh, and I was like, are you really jealous of this? Or are you (laughs) just like, oh God, another kid. That's going to be awful. Cause that's (laughs) what I would think. She's now with Peter again. And this is where we see them kiss for the very first time, which again, just another little snippet of her and Peter. And now we're back in the studio again. And it's just her. And he's still set up for the girl by the window that he's painting. And she ends up moving the chair. Mm hmm. And I think I like looked way too much into this. Cause at one point I thought it was like, you could almost see like tiles that kind of look like the ones that her dad gave her. I thought so
0: too. Yeah. So I
1: was like, is this, was that what I was supposed to be looking at? But I don't think it was because it never came back around.
0: No, it was just the act of her moving the chair. That was important.
1: So we see her now she's mixing more paints and he's asking her, you know, why did you move that chair? And she says, well, the girl looked trapped in the photo. And then they have this moment, Mm -hmm. because he's like, she did look trapped. He didn't say that, but (laughs) I'm sure that's what he was thinking. And so, again, it was like, I don't know. I just didn't buy it. Yeah did I ever think that this was going to go further? I was like, I hope this doesn't go further. Right. You know, like sometimes you want that sexual attention and to get the payoff. I was like, I don't want the payoff. That's
0: the funny thing. I thought the same thing. And honestly, now it makes more of a case for this being, um, this role being played by Colin Firth because we talked about how we don't see him as like a swoon worthy. Yeah. Like I think it was perfect because (laughs) I don't think we were meant to swoon over him. Yeah.
1: Maybe, (laughs) maybe that's what it was. Uh, we now see that the, Oh, I guess I missed this a little bit ago. After, like, her and the daughter were having their little spat back and forth, we saw the daughter, like, going through, like, a jewelry box Mm -hmm. of her mom's. Come to find out, the mistress is now accusing Greet of stealing. That something from her jewelry box has gone missing. And we know that it was the snotty kid that took Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, they're the mistress wants to fire her and get her out of there because she, I think she can see what's probably going on between yeah, her she's not her stupid. House. Yeah. Women always know. And she ends up, you know, greet is like asked for me or like, help me. Like I did not steal this. And he just runs around the house and just starts upending the house and looking for this. Mm-hmm. And he ends up finding it in his daughter's room. And I was like, oh, that little. <laughs> but then she ends up getting like her hands switched. I don't know if that's what you call it. Like with the. Uh, it's a switch, yeah, like, I think. I don't know. Whipped. Whipped, I don't know. slapped, whatever. Sounds painful. But
0: basically, what teachers used to do in the olden days with yeah. rulers.
1: <laughs> well, and even after they prove that it was the daughter who stole it, the misser still wants Greet fired. She's like, she's still causing problems because mm-hmm. my daughter is now doing these things because she's here. And right. I'm like, oh, okay. So. They end up not firing her, obviously. Um, and Van Reven comes back. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where it gets really mucky. At least in the movie. Yeah. Like, it's just... I don't know. I feel like it was pretty mucky in the book, too. Yeah. It's like he, so he comes back to the house. And he asks Vermeer if Greet can come and basically be his maid. But then, like, also wants him to paint him with her her Mm -hmm. like it's very strange and Ramirez like nah like i I mean sure no like you can't have her like it was so like i'm like i don't know exactly what we just agreed to but i guess we're all okay with it that's how i left that scene
0: well and like we said earlier at this point he has no luxury to say no because Mm -hmm. this is the only source of income that he's getting um but it's weird because like in the book we eventually get to this point but like when he comes back, when Van Riefen comes back, he actually commissions um, Vermeer to do a painting of his wife. Mm-hmm. And, like, they full force, like, go along with this plan. Mm-hmm. They do the painting of his wife. And then eventually he commissions him for another painting with with him in it. But, like, these girls playing a instrument. And, like, it's just, like, it was very confusing yeah. even in the book. I'm like, the point of, like, getting to this
1: eventual
0: painting that, you know, this whole book and movie is about. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Greet now kind of goes into the little town area and there's like a rumor going around that she is going to be painted by Vermeer. Mm -hmm. And that rumor about him sleeping with everyone that he paints is what everybody knows. Mm -hmm. So everyone's looking at her and Peter comes and like confronts her and is like, I just want to warn you, like, don't get caught up in his world because that's what will happen. Yeah. Um, so but I was like, I, I didn't know if they were like so like upset about this rumor because she because of her status and she was a maid. I'm like, or does everybody talk bad about everybody that he paints?
0: I think it was more so of like because of Peter's comment, like, don't don't mm-hmm. let him paint you basically yeah. because, because even in the book we get like her parents are a little hesitant about mm-hmm. the scenario too, because they're like, we're not really sure like what his intentions are. And like what you've kind of told us about him so far doesn't really add up. Yeah. It's, it's a little sketchy. Yeah. Um, so even like to the n- next degree, like her parents aren't okay with it mm-hmm. in the
1: book either. So Vermeer tells her that he wants to paint her alone. Like that's his new goal. And so he starts to, and you know, again, she's not in a position to say no. So he sets her up, you know, to start painting her and he tells her, you know, take off your cap. And she's like, no. No, thank you. Yeah. Because, and that was where I was like, how do we get to the painting with what she has on her head, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so he's like, well, there's some cloth in the, in the storeroom. And so she goes to the, the storeroom and she like takes off her, her cap or her w- wimple, wimp, wimple, wimple, whatever it's called. And her, you know, long, beautiful Scarlett Johansson hair <laughs> falls out. And Vermeer's like creepily looking around the corner. I was like, Get out of here. Like it was so creepy.
0: Well, I just way it was felt looking. really bad because we didn't really touch on this, but like this whole time Peter has like been begging her to see her hair and yeah. she's refused and gross, like older man Vermeer gets to see it yeah. and she's okay with it. Like she like hesitates for a second and then she just stands there
1: and lets him like watch her. Yeah. And I was like,
0: This is weird.
1: <laughs> um yeah, but we also don't know that Peter wants to see her hair in the movie because we don't get anything. He of mentioned Peter. it once. Once when they were okay. walking,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. Um So this is where she kind of finds that, that, you know, iconic blue cloth that she, yeah, it's like the blue and then the yellow underneath Mm. or behind it. So Van Raven is, is still at their house and we can see him starting to like provoke the mistress a Mm -hmm. little bit, like poking the bear about him only painting young, pretty girls. And, uh, And because we find out a little bit later that he's never painted her Mm -hmm. before. So, of course, you're going to be a little jealous that you're not your husband's muse for anything. My
0: favorite thing. I don't think they talk about it in the movie. But
1: in the book, they say that he
0: doesn't paint her because she can't sit still.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I mean, honestly, I don't think I could either. I'd be like, are we done? Yeah. And um, so, anyways, we're back. He's painting her again. And he sets her up. And he keeps telling her. This is this scene. was so awkward. (laughs) He's like. He, has, he like, sets her up, and he's like, okay, lick your lips. And we all know Scarlett Johansson has beautiful lips. She does. And then he's like, do it again. <laughs> and then she does it, like, slowly again, he's like, do it again. I was like, stop this scene yeah. now. I was so uncomfortable.
0: Again, another thing. Again, if we had this context while watching the movie, I think it would have been, like, it would have been more impactful. Yeah. What we don't get that's talked about in the book is like she has never had a man's attention mm-hmm. in this way. And the fact that it's his, her master and somebody that, you know, is kind of in an authoritative role, like mm-hmm. even adds more to it. Right. So, like, yeah. for her, this is like she feels good about this because she's like, I'm getting attention. He's noticing me. So, mm-hmm. like, it's important to her to do what he asks of her. Right. We don't get any of that. In no. The movie.
1: <laughs> None of it. She's like, "Okay, I'll just do whatever you want." Right. <laughs> uh, later that night, Vermeer's with his wife, and he asks her to put on this pair of pearl earrings that that he has for her. And they're beautiful. There's mm-hmm. huge, beautiful pearl earrings, and she puts them on. And it, it's kind of sad. It's like you can see that his wife just wants wants him to pay attention to her. Oh, yeah, and, and feel beautiful. Yeah. You know. And I was it's like, like "Filler."
0: It's like that awkward thing where women always feel. Like, once they have children, the, you know, their, yeah. their guy just doesn't look at them the same mm-hmm. way. And I feel like she's definitely sensing exactly. that. And it doesn't help that, you know, there's a 16-year-old beautiful
1: maid in the house right. 24-7. That's why you don't hire the hot nanny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next day, he actually ends up asking Greet to wear those earrings in the painting. And she's like, no way. Yeah. Like, what? No way. Like, if she finds out, like, she will murder me yeah. like no way and then he shows her the progress that he's made on this painting and i believe she makes the comment like you showed inside me or something mm-hmm. um
0: yeah you looked inside yeah me.
1: so basically saying that she feels that he was able to bring her essence mm-hmm. out into this into this painting we now see greet out by the the laundry lines or whatever. And for some reason, Van Raven is still there. Like, Go home. Like, what are you waiting for the painting? Like, I was so confused (laughs) on why he was still there. But anyways... Well, it makes sense in the book again because
0: he's in tandem with painting this painting of Greet. He's doing the other painting. So So it makes makes sense sense for him to be there. But we don't get this other painting in the movie.
1: (laughs) Well, and so as she's putting, you know, the laundry out, he's like asking her about her and Vermeer and like if they, you know... Yeah. are doing more than just painting up there and you see his the young daughter like seeing this happen in through the window and all of a sudden van Rafen gets very physical with her mm-hmm. he like rips off her clothes and like strangles her basically yeah. and then somebody yells i can't remember who it was and he kind of like lets go of her and it's like you don't tell anyone yeah. about this
0: in the book, it's actually the daughter, Cornelia. I was to say, it wasn't... Who actually, she, she actually comes and intervenes and is like, what are you
1: doing? Yeah. And that's when he gets spooked and walks away. And so. I wish we would have had that moment right. in the movie. Because yeah. right now, it's making me think like Cornelia is plotting something based on her just looking. Because she right. can't fully see what's happening. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like they're having an intimate moment right. together, yeah. you know? So anyways... Now, you know, the mother-in-law is, is again, still, she's still worried that the painting's not going to get done, that the family's not going to have money. And she's like, I just need to get this done. And she's very intuitive. I don't know exactly how she finds out about this via the movie. um, But she knows that the earrings are very important to this piece. Mm -hmm. And she gives those pearl earrings... To greet, to wear while her daughter's out for the day, yeah. And she's like, "Oh crap!" She's like, "All right," but But also like, like, props to her and like
0: kudos to her for just being like, "Listen, this needs to get done. So let's just do it. Let's never talk about it again."
1: And it, you know, it'll be that. That's why I'd marry her. She just, you got to get done. (laughs) You got to get it done. But yeah, we don't really find out. Like I was like, did her and Vermeer have this conversation? Like, it's not really talked about
0: about in the book all that much either. But I do. I agree. Like, she's very intuitive, and she just kind of almost knows the way that Vermeer's brain works. Mm -hmm. And she's probably like, okay, there's clearly something keeping him from Uh continuing. I need to figure it out and I need to kind of, yeah. You know, put an end to it.
1: So the next thing we see is Vermeer in the movie pierces her ear. Right. It's very like parent trap. And I was like, (laughs) and it was like really bloody. I was like, I don't remember my ears bleeding that much when I did. Got them you pierced. use
0: a uh, a needle that you put no. up to fire? Yeah, I didn't think so. No, I'm sure Claire's
1: had some. <laughs> they had a little gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, so in the movie, Vermeer ends up is the one that pierces her ear, and then he like again, very awkwardly, like caresses her lips, mm-hmm. and I was like, because she's crying, and yeah. I was like, ugh. But in the book, she pierces her ears. Yes. So funnily enough, she pierces
0: one ear mm-hmm. because the it, the image or the yeah. portrait is supposed to just be of one side of her face, yeah. right? So she does it because she's like, I don't have to want to go through the pain of doing well, both yeah. when I don't need to. So she pierces one ear. He does end up being the one to put the earring in. Yeah. And then at that, sa- at that moment, he's like, you're going to need to wear the other one. She's like, well, I didn't pierce the other one. He's yeah. like, well, you're going to have to do it right now. So then she again, pierces her other ear and puts the other earring in. And it's like, why? You don't see? She's like, she's trying to tell him, like, you don't
1: even see the
0: other ear. Why do I need to do it? He's like, it it just needs to happen. It needs, I'm like, oh my God.
1: (laughs) But here's what I want to know. Like, how long did it take him to paint this pearl? Like, did she have to take that earring out every night and then like,
0: no, it happened in, in one day.
1: Okay, because I was no, like, because he
0: was basically done with the painting. This he, is the last piece. She even it. asks him. I think even in the movie too, like, can't you just like imagine that oh, the earring yeah. is there? And he's like, no, it has to be on.
1: Which I thought was so interesting because in the movie, multiple times we see him finishing paintings mm-hmm. with just like a mannequin. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bunch of BS. He oh, one hundred percent. Everything. <laughs> um. So. We, after she gets the earring in, finally, he puts her into the very famous position. And it was actually kind of a cool moment in the yeah. movie because she has the pearl earring in. She's in that, like, side pose, and it looks exactly like the yeah. like the portrait. So, I'm really
0: sad because the cover, like the movie cover mm-hmm. of the book, has him in it. I'm like, yeah. take him out, emulate the portrait or the, the painting, yeah. but as Scarlett Johansson. That would have been so much cooler.
1: Yeah. So... The next scene we get is Greet having sex with Peter in the barn. Why not? And I was like, what? (laughs) What in the like? Here's my thing: if you're not gonna give us the full Peter story, then just take it out. Yeah. Because this was very. I was like, what? She's like having sex with the with the meat boy that she met like a week ago. Like it was just weird. Yeah. The context.
0: The context we don't get is that by this point in the book, like like I said, they've built a relationship and like the sad thing is she does this and you can kind of tell even in the movie like she does this to get the thoughts of Vermeer out of her head right Um, but even in the book she goes so far as to say like I tried to pretend like Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it and it's like that's awful like she's just doing this because she can't you know she can't have Vermeer so she's like well Peter's next best option I guess
1: well and then like after they have sex he like asks her to like leave the house and like just come work with me and my dad and also like will you marry me i was like whoa beep beep back it up peter pete zero to 100 real quick (laughs) calm down
0: and she's like oh yeah look let me think about it i mean he definitely pulled a pita right there.
1: (laughs) he really did like this is where we this is where the inspiration came from (laughs) so she then gives the earrings back to the mother-in-law once they're done with the painting and the daughter sees it Mm -hmm. the young daughter sees it And tells the mistress. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Freaking Cornelia. So she comes in hot in the studio. (laughs) She is heated. And she's like, let me see the painting. Let me see it. This acting is so awful in this scene. Yeah. And I hated it, but I was like, shoot, let her see it, man. Yeah. Reminder, she's pregnant at this point too. Oh yeah. So like
0: she is like on another level.
1: Yeah. And she's like, is it true that she wore my earrings? And everyone's like, (laughs) <laughs> well, it's not not true. It's not not true, but like, yeah. So he ends up showing her the painting, and she's like, that is obscene. Like, obscene. And then she's like, why don't you paint me? And I was like, it's all coming out. She just wants to be painted. Just paint her. And she, she just goes, wants to be loved. Exactly. So she tries to ruin the painting. She like takes one of the little painting skewer things and. Screams at Greet to get out of the house, and Vermeer just kind of sits there and doesn't say anything. I don't believe in the book she's the one that actually tells her to leave. Doesn't... No, Greet just leaves on her own. Which I was like, bye. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, okay, I, I don't need this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I am out of <laughs> here. This is too much stress for me. I need to, like, you know, excuse myself from the situation. And I need
1: some hydrogen peroxide for my ears <laughs> because of what the heck was that? She should have just know? gone to Claire's. <laughs> It's great. The little gun even puts the <laughs> earring in for you. <laughs> oh, never let a man pierce your ears. So it's, Greet packs up her stuff and she leaves. And then we see Van Riefen looking at the painting. And then that's kind of, I mean, we start closing up shop here. <laughs> and we now see Greet back at home. And um, the other maid ends up visiting her and gives her a little package. And she opens it, and it's the pearl earrings. And then we see the image of the painting. The actual painting. The actual painting. And it kind of just pulls out a frame. And it kind of gives us the little blurb of where that painting is in real life now, because it's in Amsterdam. And that's the end of the movie.
0: Yeah. They did another situation like we had last week with The Outsiders, where there's a, quite a bit that's left out of the movie. I was like, what? <laughs>
1: Uh, that's it? We're done? I was like, thank God we're done. But, you know.
0: (laughs) So let me give you a little rundown of what happens post-movie end. Um, (laughs) So in the book, um, there's a 10-year gap from when that Mm -hmm. basically happens to, you know, it's essentially an epilogue. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we find out that um, Greet did end up uh, going to work Mm -hmm. with the Peters um, and she did end up uh, marrying him. Mm -hmm. They have kids together. Um, The... (laughs) Vermeer and his wife ended up having a total of 11 kids wild
1: well and doesn't um greet like name one of her kids after Vermeer
0: I didn't catch that but that yeah. wouldn't surprise me <laughs> yeah um so th- not only did they have the 11 kids but the one kid that she was actually pregnant with during this fiasco mm-hmm. she ended up losing um because she had the baby like right in the studio after greet left oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, uh, we then find out that Vermeer did die. Mm -hmm. Um, like somebody, I think she hears it like as gossip on the street one day. Uh, and then Van Riefen dies, so the painting, the infamous painting ends up going to Van Riefen's daughter and she Mm -hmm. ends up keeping it. Um, Greet ends up trying to go, or she does, she visits Maria Tins, the Mm mother-in-law, um, and Maria's like actually the person that wants to see you is Katerina, mm-hmm. the mistress. And so she goes to talk to uh, Katerina um, and Katerina begrudgingly tells her that um, Vermeer left her the pearl earrings mm-hmm. in his will. And so she's like, here, I guess they're yours now. Um, but my favorite part is <laughs> Cornelia, as Greet is leaving the house, Cornelia is like, well, you could give me the earrings. Oh my gosh. And she slaps yes. her again. <laughs>
1: I thought was so great. I wish we would have gotten that.
0: (laughs) And the ending of the book is a little interesting. She ends up actually pawning the neck or the earrings for money, which it's talked about briefly. Like they're still struggling. Yeah, she's they're making money based off of the you know meat market all and all that. But like clearly, she needs the money more than she needs the memories of the earrings. Did that
1: actually happen? Like I'd be fascinated to know if that.
0: Well, actually, happened. this is all fiction, so I who know. knows? Probably, not. Um, but yeah, quite a bit that was left out, mm-hmm. which you know, um, to your point, since you, it was a snooze fest for you, probably a good thing that it wasn't added. But for the sake of like getting mm-hmm. the full story, I kind of wish it was still added. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: and I just feel like the whole point of this was about this dang painting, and it just there was no payoff at the end. Yeah, I, I, don't I agree. Know. So, do you feel like the movie stayed true to the book?
0: Uh... At the core, sure. It's about a girl that gets painted.
1: (laughs) Who wears a pearl earring. Who wears a pearl earring. All right. I already know the answer to this. Book or movie? Book for sure. I cannot. I hope I never have to watch this movie again. (laughs) So it's funny.
0: I actually, so I started reading the book and then I decided I was going to just watch the Mm -hmm. movie because it helps me with like my note taking, right? So I watched the movie and- I thought the movie was good Mm -hmm. until I finished the book. And I was like, actually the movie's terrible. This is
1: garbage (laughs) actually. (laughs) Like the
0: really, the only like saving grace for the movie for me was Scarlett Johansson Mm -hmm. because I thought her, she did, she played the role so well, but like, that's not, you can't, you know, the whole movie can't hang on one actress doing a good job. Right. So
1: book for sure. There you have it folks. (laughs) Pass on this one. Thank goodness it was on, was it, Amazon Prime for yeah. free.
0: Yeah, if we had to pay for this one, I would have real, real upset.
1: <laughs> real upset.
0: <laughs> <sighs> all right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Girls. You can also email us at TheBoovieGirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple of levels for you to sign up to get bonus content, sticker, shout out in a future episode, Karen reviews, all sorts of fun things. Things. um all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash
1: the Boofy girls so up next we are doing the hours which i don't know too much about for at one point you thought it was like a spooky one 100 but i don't think it is at all well i don't know it remains
0: to be seen because i haven't out, seen it
1: but i think it has a pretty good cast so i have good yes hope for I mean, the, the m- movie
0: the queen meryl streep she is it.
1: we haven't done a meryl streep one in a while. I feel
0: like it should become a requirement where we do a Meryl Streep Mm -hmm. at least once every like couple months. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, me too. All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.